My next guest on the Aid to Nav podcast is Tracy Mayo. Tracy is the owner and mortgage broker for Savvy Mortgage Lending, located in St. Pete, Florida. She's a certified mortgage planning specialist, and she talks about how she left corporate life and the cubicle world to start her own mortgage practice. Tracy Mayo, welcome to the Aid to Nav podcast. How are you doing on this beautiful Tampa Bay day? Hey, Robert Earl. I'm doing great. The weather's awesome, as always, in paradise. Uh, but yeah, we're doing great. So, uh, Tracy, I, in the intro I went over, um, you are the uh, founder, owner, mortgage broker of uh, Savvy Mortgage Lending. You were in the corporate really the cubicle world and made that decision to branch out on your own, like a lot of micro business owners do. How was that transition and has it been everything that you expected or more? Uh, it was a hard transition. Uh, yeah, we were in the cubicle uh, environment. I was an in-house lender with Keller Williams. Uh, great, great location to be part of. But I was kind of stuck in that cubicle and I really, really needed to work with, um, you know, other realtors. I had other realtor clients. Uh, I needed to get out of the office and, um, and we needed a little more control over the processes to make sure everyone was happy. So we actually uh, decided to, to go out on our own and start the process. And there was a lot of compliance things that came into play that I wasn't really prepared for, to be quite honest with you, in that first year. But you learn very quickly what you have to do uh, to stay on top of everything and to make sure you don't lose your license. And so it was a little, it was a little complicated, but well worth it, honestly. So you talked about a, a key word that I run into with a lot of micro business owners, control, and them wanting some level of control. How was that manifesting itself? What were you actually feeling or going through? Well, when we were working for other companies, we were at the mercy of the employees that they employed uh, to process our loans, to underwrite our loans. And it made it very difficult because we were trying to maneuver through that and, and dealing with different personalities and, and different processes that were in place. So when we decided to go out on our own and actually start our own company, we handpicked the processing team that we wanted to work with and we handpicked the loan originators that might work with us. And we handpicked the lenders that we were going to send transactions to. Uh, because when you work for a company, you, you send that the company is the lender. And as a mortgage broker, we have lenders that we can pick to, to send our clients to. So, so we're basically handpicking everything and we have a little bit more control over the process. I mean, we can get a loan to closing in two weeks if needed. Uh, because we control it. That, that, that time and also with you, I know since I've known you, customer service is very, very important. And what you're promising the customer on the front end, being able to deliver that, a lot of micro businesses over deliver or they don't have that backing. They don't have the control to even make that happen. Is that what you were running into? Yeah, I mean, we were over-promising, under-delivering, and I don't ever want to do that. I want to always make sure I can uh, promise. I would rather under-promise and over-deliver all day long, uh, but you, you learn what you can promise and what you can't. And so, you know, ha having control over that uh, was, was huge for us. We wanted to be able to 
to be very successful in our customer communication and our customer service and to make sure that uh, those clients came back to us or that those referral partners continue to refer business to us because obviously we don't want to lose business because we didn't do what we said we would do. I have a concept that I'm teaching here on Aid Didn't Have and it's really that every day I ask myself two questions. I ask who knew and who knew? Who N-E-W and who K-N-E-W? Who knew am I going out to meet today to let them know that I'm in business? And yeah. who knew K-N-E-W that I'm still in business? And you brought up the word referral. How important is that balance of doing both items for you on a daily and weekly basis? Yeah, it's huge. It's huge. And so what we do, one of the biggest things that we're known for is communication with our clients. I mean, we, we notify the listing agent and the buyer's agent, both sides of the transaction, uh, on what's going on in the transaction weekly. And half of the time, well, well yeah, I'll say 50% of the time, the listing agent has never even heard of us. But they, they very quickly learn who we are and they very quickly learn that they can depend on me to communicate or our, our team to communicate with them weekly to let, let them know what's going on. So they're definitely the new people, the NEW people that we are reaching out to every single week. And then, uh, of course, we're always reaching out with our current referral partners to make sure that they know we're still here, even if we're not doing a transaction for them right now. So we're always staying in touch. And you have three customers really within it because you brought up the listing agent, you brought up the buyer's agent, and then there's the end borrower. And if that's a couple, then you have the, the two partners or the, the spouses or the individuals are in it. So that's a challenge in and of itself. Do you just strictly depend upon the gatekeepers of the Facebook, LinkedIn to make those contacts? Or do you have a system that you're doing this to do that follow-up outside of the the third-party systems? Yeah, I mean, we're, yeah, I would probably still call it a third-party system, though, honestly, but we do have a CRM or a customer relationship management tool that we are constantly putting new information out, and it's going out to everybody in our pipeline, everybody that we've had uh, business with in the past, you know, over the years, and um, so they're, they're always being communicated with, and we're staying in front of them and staying top of mind um with them at all at all times and that's a, I, I would say it's a third party because it's going through that crm system but we are entering them into the system and we're making sure that the information we provide is relevant and it's current most definitely the software itself may be but a weber or active campaign or the crm system is not going to change the algorithm and have you stop showing up they're not going to be filtered from that standpoint. You Back to control, you're in control of the information you put in and the message that you put out. And I know I've received those from you. So um, I, I knew I wasn't setting you up for something that you, <laughs> that you, you weren't actually doing. Um, mic, micro business ownership and then also the experience that you've had of being a a, a female micro business owner going through the corporate environment and then doing the business on your own, some of the challenges and some of the benefits that you faced? Um, some of the benefits are, I mean, I, I think that women in general tend to talk a lot. <laughs> and so we like to communicate and we like to, uh, you know, kind of give people more information probably than they need. 
but I, I think that it's, it's beneficial because I think a lot of people move to Florida, they have no idea what they're doing. They don't know the idiosyncrasies that come with buying a property in Florida and you've got new home homeowners who have never purchased a home before. So I really do educate and, and that's just my ability to talk all the time. So that's why I'm saying that, you know, that has been beneficial. One of the obstacles I think has been, um, I'm in business with my spouse um, and that can be very complicated sometimes to maneuver through that because you've got you've got personal level and then you've got business levels of communication and sometimes you, you tend to work too much when you're when you're married to your your spouse and you know so that's that's one of the downsides to to I guess being um, a small little business like that or a micro business. It's very answered the question correctly, but. There is, there's no correct answer. It's, it's showing that inspiration that uh, um, I'm going to fill in maybe a couple of the blanks that you did is that there can sometimes be that corporate uh, muzzle. Uh, yeah. We deal with a shh, or if you are explaining or aggressive as a female business uh, um, a person, um, that can be looked upon, looked down upon. So having that opportunity to be a micro business and set your own uh, a tone. And then also, yes, working with your, working with your partner, working with your spouse, um, having that, that time of when do you shut it off? When do you turn that on? How do you have a decision or find interest outside of it? I know that you're very active in the community as well, whether it be from um, St. Pete and small business and supporting that, uh, the Realtor Association, uh, Pride uh, in, in St. Pete. Uh, talk about th those types of things. And I know you do a lot of those things with your partner as well. Yeah, exactly. So we are part of the LGBTQ plus community. So we uh, really like to give back to that community when we can, and we take time to volunteer and to support all of those things. So we support um, Florida Equality, we support Come Out St. Pete, we uh, support Pride. So all of those things are really uh, important to us because we live in the community and we love the community and you know, we, we want it to be successful. So, you know, and, and my spouse is, of course, LGBTQ plus as well. So we're, we're constantly spending a lot of time doing that. We spend a lot of time with the realtor organizations. Um, I'm, I'm working with uh, the Tampa, the greater Tampa Bay uh, organization right now. I don't spend as much time on the Pinellas side as I used to, but I am still part, very much an affiliate and will continue to support them. But, uh, but yeah, we spend a lot of time and money with those organizations working with your spouse or working with your partner that also gives you an opportunity to do some things that are that are fun that are not exactly nose to the grindstone they give back to the community but it also is something where uh, you can uh, do things together and it, it being things to support so I, I think a lot of a lot of small business owners don't schedule fun <laughs> they don't schedule that time that they're off or don't pick causes that allow them to, um, I'm going to say this, let their hair down a little bit, but still have their, their company shirt on or the logo, their name tag, and be a, a community citizen. Um, St. Pete's very unique. The Tampa Bay area is very unique, and uh, we, we've both moved here in how I would say accepting it is how it is a role model for what a lot of the other areas across the country are dealing with right now is yeah. that we, we are all 
but yet we represent and we understand that uh, pick the color, they all matter, they all represent, and the, the Creed background. Uh, talk about that with pride and talk about uh, how important that is here in the St. Pete area. Yeah, I mean, one of the reasons that we moved to this area was for the all-inclusiveness of this community. And um, Mayor Priceman has done an excellent job of, of making sure St. Petersburg is very all-inclusive. And, and part of the pride uh, in the LGBT community uh, in general, they've, uh, they've started, you know, waving the different colored flags to make sure that all uh, representatives of the community are represented um, to make sure that all of that is in place. And, you know, Black Lives Matter, LGBTQ Lives Matter, all lives do matter, but very importantly right now, Black Lives Matter, and it needs to be very, um, evident in, in what we what we portray out there. So we've actually been, you know, really part of that that movement as well because I think it's important to, to be part of that. Um, but that's 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 very much it. I mean this is the reason we moved here. I love this community. They are the most inclusive community I've ever been part of and I love it. And it's actually been a benefit to your business. It, it has, yeah. I mean we we market a lot to that to the community in general, but uh, you know we work with all clients, and but it, it has helped us. It has helped us to be part of this community and part of this area to get business. So go back to when you're starting up your own business. You talked about regulations. What do you think the biggest mistake is that you made when you jumped out and went on your own? Um, realizing what we were getting for, from working for the larger companies, because the larger companies, of course, have a lot more money than we do. Uh, you know, the, the, the big companies that you've heard of, I mean, they've got a lot of money. They, they cover the uh, attorneys, the compliance attorneys, uh, all of the money that goes into making sure audits are done correctly, licensing is kept up to date. You know, we've had obstacles and stumbling blocks along the way. We didn't realize how expensive it was to have a, an attorney on retainer. Um, we didn't realize how expensive it was to make a mistake on your license. Um, you know, if you don't get your license renewed in time, there is a cost to that. And, you know, so you've, you've got to make sure that all of that stuff is done properly. And we didn't, we didn't do that one year. <laughs> we didn't do it. We had a little glitch and we paid the price and it was very painful and it'll never happen again because you do learn from those mistakes very quickly, especially when it hits you in the pocket. But that was probably the biggest obstacle I think that we had was realizing what, how much money it actually took to be in business for yourself. What role have mentors and coaches played in your uh, development of this new business as well? Well, I've, I've always been a proponent of um, coaching. I've, I've had a coach for, for decades uh, or more. So I've always had a coach and, and I have to use my coach, honestly, to get me out of my comfort zone sometimes, uh, you know, to raise uh, prices for things or to uh, get rid of some things that I'm not getting a return on the investment. And sometimes you, you get kind of complacent and comfortable in, in what you're doing. And they take you out of that, uh, that, that comfort level and that safety zone and they, they push you a little bit. And honestly, without that pushing, I'm not sure I would have started my own business, to be quite honest with you. But, um, but it, it made sense. And, and now I would never go back to work for another company. <laughs> never. 
So having that coaching, even before when you were thinking about making that move, yeah. uh, having that improvement, and, and here you were under a corporate umbrella, having the coaching, but then also yeah. looking at making that transition. So let's, let's look ahead. I know we're dealing with uh, an uncertain uh, uh, future, although we, we can't take control by playing the who knew, who knew game ourselves uh, yeah. with business, but in order for the rest of this year or the next 12 months to be successful uh, for, for savvy mortgage lending and yourself, blank has to happen. Well, I mean, we have to stay top of mind. Uh, we made a decision very early on when COVID-19 hit. Uh, around the second week of March, we decided to lower our compensation uh, that the lenders pay us. We, we made a very quick decision that if we were gonna keep business coming in the door, we had to get creative about it because I would rather lower my commission and make less on each transaction than, than to make nothing. So we made that decision very quickly. And so we lowered our commission with all of our lenders across the board so that we could offer awesome low rates to our clients and still get them to closing and still have 100% control over the transaction. Uh, had we not done that, I don't think that we would be as busy as we are. We actually had our busiest month that we've ever had ever in June. I mean, we, we closed 22 transactions and that's, that's a lot for a uh, single, single loan originator company. So, uh, because I'm really the, the main loan originator with the company. So that was a lot of transactions and it was simply because we, we got smart very quickly on our, on our compensation changing what you're offering is offering some sort of promo yeah. having a database that you can communicate that out to individuals you, you're not a, a a secret company yeah. you didn't start building that when a wave came up that could capsize you you had already put those types of things in place and then the outreach and the networking that you've done in your communities you can also reach out to them and let them know hey we're still here we're still in business we're still doing things that's that's a, a message that uh, if folks listen to these episodes they're going to hear us consistently talking about don't wait till that crisis comes, plan ahead, have some risk management, and then that empowers you to make some of the decisions that, that you were talking about making. Well, and one of the things too we also did, and I think this is huge, and I think this is what a lot of small businesses and micro businesses don't do, is we decided to continue to spend marketing dollars. Mm -hmm. Even though business was, was coming in, we were making less money, it was coming in a little slower at the beginning of the process, um, and, you know, people weren't working and they were losing their jobs. We decided to ramp up our marketing. So we actually increased our marketing dollars because, and, and especially from a social media standpoint, because people had a lot of time on their hands. They were sitting in front of computers. Uh, it was the ideal time to start marketing to people and spending a little more money so that we're, we're ahead of the game when, when people start getting back into a situation where they can work. Um, and I think that that's what a lot of small businesses stopped doing. They stopped marketing because they were losing money, but it was the perfect time for us to continue to market. And you had uh, built that, that plan all along that you could respond in that way. Uh, Tracy, I wanted to have you on because I want to share with you, and I'm sharing this publicly, 
you and your partner have been a, a role model since the day I met you. Uh, you're, you're a role model in how you uh, operate and interact with the agents and your customers, uh, but the way that you also have a double bottom line. Ted Leonsis has a book called The Business of Happiness, and he talks about that profit bottom line, but then also what you give back to the community. And, and the two of you have been uh, shining examples of that, and I appreciate it because you're, you're the best that the, the Tampa Bay region has to offer from that standpoint, and it's nice to share your story with others uh, around the country, around the world. Well, thank you, Robert. That, that makes me tear up, honestly. Thank you. I appreciate, I appreciate the compliment. That is what we try to do. Uh, people are watching even when you think that they're not watching, and that's something with, uh, with the uh, uh, small business, the micro business, is that uh, it's not always about getting that sale the first time. It's putting the layers on, but putting the primer on, and then putting the coats of paint on. At one point, it will shine. It will be to the point that you want it to, uh, so quit going for the, the sale right away it's relationship based and then it's uh, letting your light shine from the example you do and and you are uh, living that and doing that and uh, so that's uh, uh, great and then making that jump that you did to become a, a micro business owner. Anything else you want to add that you can talk directly to a micro business owner and say you really need to consider this or that? Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, pretty much what we've said, I mean, coaching is huge. If you're a small or micro business owner and you want to even think about moving to the next level, you've got to, you've got to put some money into yourself and invest in yourself and, and coaching is the best way to do that. Uh, marketing for sure to clients, um, be there, get creative, get innovative. Um, when, when restaurants shut down, you know, because you couldn't have anyone in because of COVID, a lot of restaurants got creative and figured out how to do something different, how to do takeout, how to do uh, virtual restaurants. It was, it was really crazy how some of the business owners I know personally got creative and, and it kept them afloat. And I think that's the, the, biggest, uh, the biggest thing I would recommend is don't, uh, just, just get creative, figure out a way to get creative and stay in, stay in front of people. Fantastic. Tracy, thank you so much for the time. Uh, for those of you watching, uh, if you're enjoying this, please hit the subscribe button, push the little bell, you'll be notified of new episodes. Uh, we're also on all of the uh, major podcast players, Apple, uh, Google, iHeartRadio, Spotify, you name it, you can uh, take the show on the road with you. Uh, and so Tracy, thank you so much. Until next time, make it a great day. Well, you too. Have a good one.